episode of Recky Rejects. We are your hosts. I'm Michael. My name's David. That's your name. And uh, yeah. We're just, You're Michael. And I'm Michael. That's my name. And I'm David. I gotta say, I'm uh, I'm coming in a little bit hot today. Um, I listened back to last week's episode and uh, before we started all of this, producer Tim um, guaranteed me that he was going to make me sound good. And I don't think he did a very good job. Um, I'm going to be honest. So uh, he's assured me that he is going to clear that up this week because I think I sounded like an idiot. Um, and he said he's going to make me sound great this week. So I don't know if you have any uh, questions, comments, concerns with uh, the production staff. But now will be the time because um, uh, I'm already going in on them. So what's, what's another dig? I, I think we should just fire Tim, to be honest. We should here. fire Tim. Yeah, you know, honestly, I'll be honest. I... Um, I interviewed a couple other producers this week, and and I did tell Tim he okay. was on thin ice. So if things don't improve this week, you know I I do believe in second chances. So uh, I've given him a second chance this week, and if things don't improve though, uh, him and uh, sound engineer Jared will both be uh, be hitting the bricks. So now Jared has <clears throat> been okay. I mean Jared's only following Tim's role. Yes, but you, you know, know I mean? they it's... they when when we hired them, they mm-hmm. said they were a package deal, right? You know, they, they said they came together. So that, to me, tells me that they should go together as well. You know, clearly they have something else going on behind the scenes. I don't care. Whatever. Do your thing. Um, but, yeah, I think they should they should stay together. Um, and, yeah, I, I believe in just uh, just cleaning house, you know, all together. Two episodes in. Yep. Let's clean house. Let's, let's, Fair uh, enough, man. Let's, <laughs> let's get Close this under the control. Close down, yeah. man. It's, it's over. Uh, okay. But now, got that out of my system. I apologize uh, to anyone for those uh, incendiary comments that I just made, uh, but we do actually have a couple takebacks on our end here as well. Uh, I messed up a little bit. Uh, Uncle Jeremy, our sponsor, uh, called us after he heard our the episode. Sponsor. Yeah, our former sponsor uh, called us after he heard the episode, and uh, we we're calling it uncle jeremy's wiener or hot dog emporium sorry the entire episode when it's actually uncle jeremy's wiener emporium um and unfortunately yeah you know it it, it is a fairly fairly easy uh, mistake to make but unfortunately across the street from uncle jeremy's wiener emporium is the uncle jeremy's hot dog emporium run by a completely separate uncle jeremy you know it just just sort of happenstance that they both uh, happen to be across the street from each other but our podcast gave uncle jeremy's hot dog emporium such a boom that uh, uncle jeremy's wiener emporium was forced to close and uh, they will no longer be sponsoring the pod um so uh we were thankful enough uh that another company did reach out to us and we we are happy to announce that uh, this week's episode is uh, brought to you by serenity spa and again Ooh. we have not had a chance to listen to the ad everything is you know just sort of happens so fast but uh you know they have told us that uh it, it fits in with the values of the podcast so we're pretty excited to have them jump on board I, i'm just kind of confused here fill me in how doesn't tim let us know that we messed up that poorly uh because he doesn't do a good job and that's sort of what i'm getting at with all of this you know is uh tim just really needs to tighten it up all together, because uh, he, yeah, he just let it, let it slip. He didn't, uh, he didn't edit things very well. Everything sounds kind of rough. Uh, I'm just, I'm not very happy with it overall. But uh, you know, I've really, uh, really put my foot down this week. Uh, applied a little bit of pressure, and I think, uh, I hopefully that that uh, clears things up. Um, 
but we do actually have some more, unfortunately, where uh, yes. I last week said Donovan Mitchell won the Rookie of the Year. When he did not, uh, he won the dunk competition. Uh, and to me, I guess that's the same thing. Uh, and I will also note that <laughs> that, year's, that year's Rookie of the Year was Ben Simmons, who I guess in my mind was not a real rookie. Oh, Ben Simmons, you know, you know that guy that doesn't play basketball anymore? The guy that's on my fantasy injury spot? Yeah, man. Would you yeah, draft okay. him in, like, the third round? Um, Shut up. So, yeah, I mean, Ben Simmons did win that year in, like, his third year <laughs> in the NBA. So, I guess in my mind. Second year. Yeah, I know. I'm exaggerating to make myself feel better. But, uh, yeah, Donovan Mitchell was the real rookie of the year in my mind that year. So, um, yeah, we're hoping to get some Donovan Mitchell uh, rookie of the year merch together here soon. But, uh, yeah, so keep an eye out for that. And, David, I believe you did also have one as well. I did. I somehow confused DeAndre Ayton with Rudy Gobert. I believe I said last week that uh, if you're facing Phoenix, you can't get past Rudy Gobert in the paint. And, I mean, both of those things are true if Rudy Gobert plays for Phoenix, but he unfortunately does not. He does not. So my bad there. Um, Aiden is not as good of a defender as Gobert is, but I think he's uh, a much more rounded, modern, big man than Rudy Gobert is. Yeah, he's Just got, he's got a bit more a bit more shooting. You know what I mean? I, I, I like um, Aiton's upside. You know, I think he I think he could be... He could be that next really dominant uh, paint player in the next few years. But now, if we're talking about literally shutting down the whole league, I think that Gobert has it that one up. Well, yeah, if, on, we, if, uh... if, we, if you want to get that way, yeah, yeah, he definitely did shut the entire league down uh, when he touched all the mics after saying he totally didn't have COVID and then and had, had COVID. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, you know, the, the, big, the big stopper. In the league, the stifle tower stifled business in the entire NBA for a few months. Um, That's how she goes. One thing about last week that I actually was really excited about is I, I feel a little bit like, you know, I, I can predict these things now because Lance Stevenson, you know, a day after we released our podcast, uh, was signed by Indiana. I can't help and but Isaiah think Thomas. that we influenced that. You know, maybe somebody in the Pacers organization heard that and was like, you know what? They, they might be onto something here. Because Lance Stevenson, in his first game back with the Pacers, uh, I will note that the, we are recording this on uh, Tuesday, the 4th of January. So, uh, you know, if anything has happened between now and then, uh, I can only, uh, I, I can't say. But as of right now, Lance Stevenson's played one game with the Pacers. Uh, he played 13 minutes, six points, three assists, and a rebound. You're like, what else, what else do you want from, from a guy like that, right? That's what I mean. Uh, a 10-day contract. You don't expect no. the world. And, I mean, if, if we want to go crazy, look at this micro sample and adjust it for uh, up per 36 minutes, that's uh, 16 points, 8 assists, and 3 rebounds. Yeah, that's nuts. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's Lance. That's Lance out there making him dance. Right? Lance, make him, Lance make him dance on the, the Pacers. He is, you know. Something about Indiana. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's something in the water, if there's, you know, some, somewhere he likes to eat in Indiana, or what it is. Something about that city just has really accepted Lance Stevenson. And, uh, yeah, I think he should stick around, if I'm being honest. You know, I think he uh, 
he should try and find himself a home here again in, in Indiana and carve out a little niche. Like, I remember him playing against LeBron in the playoffs, and, you know, some of those battles were Losing. pretty, uh, you know, blowing in his ear and stuff. That was always fun. Yeah, I mean, Lance Stevenson, to me, I don't think is a... Uh... I feel like there are other players out there that can benefit your team more than Lance. Lance, Lance, like Lance a, Stevenson a is, is a great value uh, Draymond Green. Mm, With, that's, like, you know, like, like generous. May, maybe great, maybe not great value, maybe even like a Dollarama, like, no know, name, <laughs> no name brand Draymond Green. Where, you know, he's going to try and rattle your cage a little bit. He's going to play a little bit of good on ball defense. He, he can, you know, score a few. He can dish the rock. But, you know, obviously he's not Draymond Green. I'm not saying Lance Stevenson is Draymond Green or he wouldn't be in the position that he's in. He's, you know, yeah. potentially competing on a championship team. Um, so that's one thing. Now, I do want to switch gears for a second here, if you don't mind, yep. uh, and get a Go little ahead. bit serious because this week, uh, this past week, sorry, uh, NBA legend Sam Jones died at 88. Uh, you know, this is a guy who won 10 titles. He, he, you know, is not not somebody I think that it gets talked about enough. He is the second most titles in NBA history, but he was a part of that Bill Russell dynasty. So I think his championships just get discounted just because of the era he played in, right? Yeah, and playing with Bill Russell. You know, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a five five time All Star. He's also a member of the uh, every single anniversary team that's been put out so far. So the twenty fifth, the fiftieth, and the seventy fifth. Anniversary NBA teams. He was he was a member of those squads, so I think it shows that like, you know, maybe he's a he's he's a guy that we don't know enough about as as younger fans, you know. And it got it got me thinking oddly enough about my own great grandfather. Um, and he was always like I don't know. He was just such an interesting man to me, but I feel like he he just he he never got enough time. Oh, maybe I just didn't carve out enough time with him, and I, I'm feeling a little bit guilty now. And it got me feeling a little bit nostalgic. Like, this is a man that had polio um, when uh, when he was young. And as an adult, he used to have to buy two different pairs of shoes in, like, two different sizes and stuff. Like, I don't know. I remember that as wow. a kid. And, like, one of his legs was shorter than the other. And, I mean, he was already, he was already a very short man. Like, um, you know, I think he was, like, five feet tall. But then he had, like, a little leg and, like, a little foot. But anyway, that's that's not the point of the story. Um, when he was a kid, he used to go down to the horse races, and he would always uh, be down at the horse races watching the horse races instead of going to mm-hmm. school. And back in those days, they had uh, a truant officer, which was somebody who would just come get you and make sure you were going to school. Like, I mean, like imagine that now. Imagine like I mean, the, like the, yeah. there were, uh, like a lot yeah. of funding for police officers to just go make sure kids are going to school. <laughs> like what a simpler time it must have been. I don't know. Obviously you had polio, so it's not that much simpler, but um and yeah, and mean, probably it's... like hella racism, let's be real here. Um but anyway, <laughs> that's that's beside the point. Uh he Side the, notes. The, the truant officer would come find him at the racetrack and he'd be like, "Man, why are you not in school? Like you got to be in school." And he'd be like, "Well, <clears throat> you know, I want to be a jockey." And you don't teach jockeying at your school, so I don't want to go there anymore, you know? And, uh, yeah, I always found that really inspiring. And it, uh, I mean, for me, it definitely taught me to sort of chase my dreams a little bit more and not worry about what other people were telling me and, and, uh, you know, to sort of find my niche and, and stick to it 
Um, and uh, yeah, I guess the point of the story is uh, if you have an older person in your life that is a Celtics fan, they're probably really upset right now, and you might not understand why. So maybe, you know, call your great-grandfather, call your mom, call your dad. Anyway, that's all. But, yeah. So, so uh, back to basketball. Yeah! <laughs> Great story about horse racing uh, and my grandfather. Anyway. The yeah. Cavs. <clears throat> the Cavs. Yes. Yes, the Cavs. Let's, 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 let's talk about basketball. The Cavaliers. <laughs> gotta, gotta love it. Yeah. Ricky Rubio is out for the year. Devastating. Mm-hmm. After... Uh, I think what many call a career year for him so far. Mm-hmm. Finally, kind of finding his groove again. Yeah. It's just sad to see it cut short. I mean, there are talks of Cleveland resigning him to another year after this. I yeah. mean, is that still on the table, do you think? I mean, I don't know, because it's like, do you, do you think he comes back? Is, is Ricky Rubio a good enough talent? Does he have an, a good enough sample size behind him to say, yeah, he's going to be good, you know, coming off... Uh, a meniscus yeah. tear like that, like this is not Kevin Durant we're talking about, right? Or Clay Thompson. It's like you know that that was the whole thing when these guys went down. They said, well, even if they come back at seventy five percent, that's still better than ninety percent of the league. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know that a seventy five percent Ricky Rubio is better than fifty or forty percent, twenty five percent of the league. There are you better know, point guards out there. That's what I'm saying. He, you know, if he if he isn't able to come back and play at the level that he has been playing this year. Which, I mean, he has not been able to show long-term that he's been able to do this. This is a bit of a flash in the pan. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know that he is a guy that I would be looking to extend long-term. I think he's a guy who's going to have to go into free agency, take a take another one-year prove-it deal, and stay healthy. Yeah, and, I mean, And prove that he sad. can, he can uh, play at this level again. Yeah. And now with Rajan Rondo come to the Cavs, you know, uh, what seems like a small trade. Yeah. And I mean, if, if, if the Cavs can make the playoffs, Rajon Rondo, all of a sudden is like, you know, just this, this incredible player all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Like he, he was clutch for the Lakers in that, uh, in that run that they had. He was. So, you know, and I mean, I, I, I always loved Rondo back on those Celtics teams. Uh, you know, as much as I am a Raptors fan, it was that, you know, that first sort of Celtics super team that really made me fall back in love with basketball again. You know, I was a, I grew up a hockey fan my whole life, as I know you did as mm-hmm. well. But it wasn't until I saw that team and then, you know, them going against LeBron, because I was very much a LeBron hater after he left the Cavs. Like, I don't know why, but I think I got kind of caught up in all of that. And I was like, yeah. I think everybody was. Yeah, I hate the Heat. The Heat suck. And then he went back to the Cavs, and I was like, I love LeBron. He's the best. He's the best. He's you so know? good. <laughs> He's so good. Look at everything he does and how good it is. So, he, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I can't even remember where I was going with that. But, yeah, it. Uh, I love LeBron James. Um, I love LeBron James. And I guess you're talking I, about the Cavaliers, and it just, yeah, I love it's, him so much that, yeah. LeBron James is so much of what the Cavaliers are, right? I mean, it's... Yeah, and I mean, it, I think they're made them just they now finding another identity that doesn't involve LeBron. Yeah. You know, they're maybe a good, young, through, upstart team. Like, Yeah, maybe they're starting to move away as well, I see, from that one all-star franchise player into more of a, a depth team, you know, with 
you had guys like you know Rubio, then you have Garland. Sexton's out this year as well, which is just bad luck for the Cavs. Yeah. You have Isaac Okoro. Who just Kevin went down. Love. Yeah, Evan Mobley. Yeah, Kevin Love. That's a guy that like you know I know we talked about him last week. Obviously that uh, he embraced his six man role, but you know he's just making so much money, and he's just like from the player that he was when he signed that deal to who he is now. It's just it's a different guy, but I'm happy to see him well, still playing a, and still playing at a decent high level. Here, here's a cool stat for you. Okay. Last five games. Yeah. Kevin Love has averaged 25 points, nine rebounds, and three assists. Well, that shuts me up, doesn't it? Um, Over the last five games. <laughs> you know, obviously, small sample size, but if he can keep doing that, like, it's all about getting minutes now, right? Like, he, they, they kind of have mm-hmm. a log jam at the forward position, uh, like forward center with, with all their with Mobley, yes. Allen, Love. Larry Markkinen. Larry Markkinen. I mean, Isaac Okoro does play small forward, power forward, does he not? Uh, he's shooting guard. Oh, is he right shooting, now, shooting guard, guard small forward? <clears throat> right now he is, but I think he's like six seven or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think he's able to play the, the uh, the four. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, I just I think they they're a younger team that I think Jared Allen's gonna outgrow the team pretty soon. Like, I think he just makes too much money. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's gonna be a fun little experiment, but once they have to start extending guys. It's not going to be too fun anymore. Like, uh, does Colin Sexton have an extension right now? Do we know? I do not know. Here, give me a second. I'm pretty one... sure. Oh no, no, no. So I know, I know. Uh, he they talked about an extension this year, mm-hmm. but Sexton wanted a max deal, and, they didn't and the Cavs it. weren't willing to do it, okay. and then he got hurt. So he's this is the last year of his contract. So so he may have a one year show him how to do it type thing next year as well. Yeah, and I mean, I think they, you know, we were talking about Sexton last week, you know, sort of being a ball hog. Do they go forward with Garland? You know, is, is I that think... sort of, you know, you, you look at building around Garland and Mobley. Well, I guess it depends. If they can make a deep run in the playoffs, right, You, I think you consider keeping the band together. I think the thing here now, I mean, it's, if you make a deep run in the playoffs, it'll look next year too. It's like, how many of these guys are still going to, going to be able to play well next year mm-hmm. right it's if, if it's me Mobley's your guy now yeah I think Garland is his sidekick mm-hmm. I think it's kind of how you have to run the the team now everyone else is expandable Lowry Markkinen is a guy that's really had a fall from grace but I think still has a lot of good basketball in him still could be more than what he is right now he does, you know, but again, so it's... maybe he just needs to be in the right system. He needs to be utilized to the best of his ability because he doesn't have a lot of defensive upside, right? No. So you need and, to and the... surround him with good defenders and just let him sort of shoot threes and you know come in with floaters and like the soft touch game that he has. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how much of what happened in Chicago is Chicago's fault or Larry Markkinen having a a temper tantrum? From all we all, all we see is Larry Markkinen's side. We don't see what happened with the Bulls, mm-hmm. what happened in the organization. Yeah. So all we see is Markkinen is upset, he's mad, and he tells the Bulls he's not playing for them ever again. Yep. So it's like, is, is crazy he's 23, 24? Is he already having these... I mean, these, you know... just, just speaking of temper tantrums, though, like, like what's going on in, in Houston? 
I mean, like, is, do, you, do you think that's Christian Wood and uh, and who is it? Christian Wood and Kevin Porter and Kevin Jr. Porter Jr. Right? Just refuse to check in. Well, they apparently, what I'm what I'm, under- what that, I'm understanding, yeah, yeah. is their assistant, assistant coach uh, ripped into KPJ for the way he was playing, and then ripped into Wood for not following the Rockets like rules on the court kind of thing, like how you how you're supposed to play. He didn't follow it. Mm-hmm. And so KPJ had no part of it and walked out. Mm-hmm. And then Wood refused to check back in. Huh. And so the Rockets suspended both of them. And now my thing is, is that the Rockets, the the head guys in the organization need to look and go, is Wood our guy? Yeah. Of the future. If he is, you need to fire the assistant coach right now. Get rid yeah. of him. Yeah. Dump him off. Find somebody else. Because they're expandable. Players aren't as expandable. Absolutely. So it's it's if he's not your guy, and that coach is solid, keep him around. But you got to move Wood and KPJ because if you want to contend anytime in the future, those two and that coach, I just don't think they're going to work together. Well, and and I mean it's an assistant coach too, right? It's not even it's not Absolutely. like it's, it's not like it's a head coach. So so their head coach, who is their head coach right now? I don't even I, I don't have even no idea. know what's going on in Houston. In my mind, it's Mike D'Antoni and James Harden and Chris Paul play for them. So, yep. Capella. Um, yeah, so that that's I mean, not the team Mike anymore. D'Antoni is the assistant coach in the Nets. I know. Like, that's I mean, crazy. Offensive power. Man, James Harden's there. <laughs> <laughs> they actually went the same year, too. Steven Silas. So who's Who? Steven Silas, exactly? Who? <laughs> is it the same uh, as, like, a Cleveland situation where... His dad works for Does Gerald Silas work for the Rockets? Um, <clears throat> and get gets uh, gets his son a job, and it's going to extend him for a hundred years. Um, I don't know. I, I'll be honest. I, I mean, I guess I don't really know coaches. You know, like <laughs> you no. know, I, I think in the NBA, unless you're one of the sort of elite level top flight coaches you don't get featured in the way that like nfl coaches do you know Absolutely. when i <clears throat> when i watch the nfl they're talking about the coach half the time yeah because I mean, there's so much he has to do it's not like uh yeah. give this guy the ball and let him do his thing but does he really though because like especially in the modern nfl right it's like <clears throat> you have an offensive coordinator you have a defensive coordinator they're the ones calling the plays for the most part yeah so what does a head coach do like challenge plays and yell <laughs> I guess make substitutions. I guess that would be, or or is that again? I don't know. I guess every team probably has their own hierarchy of how how things work. But I don't, you know, I, don't I see I that like, in the NBA. Like uh, with the head coaches as well, though. I think a lot of the NFL head coaches are kind of directing how their offenses run mm-hmm. and how the defenses run. I mean, they're not going to come in and just have two guys do whatever they want. And that gets. I feel like there's a lot of the head coach telling his coordinators what he mm. wants the team to look like. Mm. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he just makes the hard calls. Yeah, I, I don't hey, know. It's, hey, it's hey, coach Antonio Brown walked off. What all right, do? get him out of here. He's get cut. Him. He's cut. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> and then he's sitting courtside at the Nets game. <laughs> <laughs> just d- d- doesn't leave New York. <laughs> just hanging out. Yeah, I live here now. Man, house. what a nutcase! Man, imagine that in the NBA. Like imagine, like well, yeah, but um, but imagine Kyrie Irving was so like demonstrative about it though, right? Like like mid game, just like takes off his shoes, just starts throwing them. 
into the crowd. I could I could see it happening. Taking off his jersey, throwing it in the crowd, just like the yeah, difference right, is deuces. that the Nets would bang for him to come back. Yeah, they would. And they would. You know why? Probably because like, okay, Kyrie Irving has never beaten up anybody that worked for him. You know what I mean? I think that's a, that, that could be that, that could be it. That's a big one. You know, Kyrie Irving may believe that the Earth is flat, but. Uh, that's about it, you know. He's he's definitely a little moody. He's got some got some prima donna attitude, but you know, it's not like he's beating people up and you know that we know of. That we know of and getting a whole bunch of allegations. Anyway, this is not about Antonio Brown. This is not the Antonio Brown podcast. Though that would probably be a really good like four episode miniseries of something. It would. The Antonio I mean, the Brown way story. The way he's going, we could be a, a permanent podcast. Yeah, just weekly episodes of the the life and times of Antonio Brown. Well, back to the Cavs here. Yeah, sorry, we got a little off track there, but uh, yeah, back to the Cavs. Darius Garland is back tonight, as of the 4th. Again, again. I'm not sure when this will be released here. We're not sure what Tim is going to be doing with this. Yeah, yeah, hopefully he he can take his time and really get it out. So, you know, we're not sure exactly when it's going to come out, but yeah, hopefully it's... When it does. When it does, Darius Garland has played. Tim, it better sound good, okay? Look at me. Look at me. Not now, Michael. Okay. All right. All right. Not now. After. Yeah, sorry. Darius Garland, continue. Okay. Darius Garland. Yeah, so when he plays tonight, by the time this is released, you see one or two games, perhaps. So, I mean, it's not as bad now. Garland's Mm -hmm. back from, I think it was COVID protocols. Mm -hmm. So you have, I mean, you have Garland, Akaro's out. Like, yeah. I don't even know what like who plays the two now. Do you have Rondo at the two? Do you have Garland at the two and Rondo at the one? Like how how is Rondo? I just I can't get I think, past I think how Rondo Gar- is Garland a starting the player. Base six one. Yeah, I mean the Raptors had a had a six foot backcourt for years and like it worked. Um, you know it wasn't it wasn't great when we played teams with a lot of length, but you know the we thing won, with the Raptors, we won a championship. Time, like at that time, is you had the guys like OG you could throw into the two. Absolutely, Norman Powell. Absolutely, but I mean, who, who, but I mean, Norm was only six three. Yeah, but I mean, he was a lot tougher than six three. Yeah, that's true. He played. He played bigger than he was. I think he had a lot of. I don't know what his what his reach is, but he always seemed like he, he was, was. He was bigger than he was. I mean, you have guys like OG who, I mean, who were playing center at one point, who can also play the one of the two. Mm-hmm. It's like the Cavs don't have anyone like that. They don't have LeBron James anymore, who can just fit into wherever is empty. I'm LeBron James, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what a what a versatile guy. What a versatile guy. But yeah, you, what do you do without without players? Like it, it's it's really hard. You know, people are just going down left and right. Like some teams just really haven't been touched, and and some teams are really getting getting ripped it's, apart. It's crazy. All right. Well, well I think it's about I think, time. Yeah, to I was going to say. I think it's. I think, I think we got to go into a break here. Um, we're going to hear from our uh, from our sponsor, and uh, it's we will Serenity hear Spa, right? Serenity Spa. The Serenity That's, Spa. Let's say it together. Let's not Serenity this up. Spa. Three. Two, one. Serenity, Serenity Spa. 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 Um, Spa. So, yeah, we're hoping they can uh, stick around as our sponsor for a while. And, uh, yeah, we'll get back to you here in a moment. All right, guys. See you in a minute. <sighs> Welcome to Serenity Spa, where Serenity awaits. Lie back 
and let all your troubles float away. At our spa, we believe in connecting with your surroundings. So the only rule here is no technology. If you get caught with your phone, we will send you to our limb removal specialist to help you get right in touch with the people and the world around you. What's the point of spending your whole life staring at a screen? There's people out there, seven and a half billion of them. Go talk to them, get to know them, go to the deli, have a sandwich. Don't bring your phone in or you won't have hands. Trust me, it makes your life way more difficult. Just leave your phone at home, Jerry. Serenity Spa, where your problems will melt away. And we're back. We hope you enjoyed that ad from Serenity Spa. Uh, again, we're very happy to have brought them on board. Now, coming out of, uh, sorry, going into the break, we were talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes. And, uh, you know, I was looking at their their uh, lineup, obviously, and Evan Mobley has, has featured very heavily this year, as we as we talked about. He's actually currently the odds-on favorite for the Rookie of the Year as well. So I was wondering if you wanted to just take a minute and we can uh, sort of discuss our picks for, for Rookie of the Year or what you think about the Rookie of the Year. Um, in my opinion... My rookie of the year is going to be Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner. Okay, interesting. He's, I think he's a bit of a sleeper pick here. But it's, I feel like Cade Cunningham, the fact that Jaden Green is even top five or six, whatever he is, is unreasonable. Uh, he's, he's actually fallen off recently. Um, you know, I did see him top five in a couple, a couple lists uh, that I was looking at. I've been looking at sort of um, sports betting. To sort of get an idea of uh, of what everybody thinks, because I, I find odds makers seems to just know things, you know, yep. that that other the the rest of us don't. And Evan Mobley, I don't know anything really about sports betting. All I know is that the lower number is the most likely to happen, right? So yes. Evan Mobley's sitting at a one negative one thirty nine to win the rookie of the year right now. That's crazy. Scotty Barnes, according to betting pros consensus, you know, whatever whatever that is, but that's that that is the list that I thought to me was most in line with sort of maybe what, what I was thinking. Yep. Uh, they have Scotty Barnes at 2, at a plus 300. Cade Cunningham at 3, at a plus 400. Your boy Franz Wagner coming in at 4, at a plus 1,200. So the, That's the, the, the drop between 3 and 4 is pretty pretty severe. And then we have uh, Alperin Sengun. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, but I, I apologize. Uh, at a plus 1,500. Uh, and then my boy Josh Giddy, who I, I've really been in, uh, watching lately, I got to write an article about him, so I, I watched some of his highlights, and yeah. I, I don't think I've been paying enough attention to him. He's sitting at a, at a plus twenty four hundred, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, dude, youngest triple double in NBA history. Like, let's go. Talk about Jim on Green. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, a zero point double double. Let's go. Yep. Eighteen rebounds. Eighteen rebounds. What? Ten rebounds. He had a double double like a couple weeks ago. Oh, did he? Zero points, eighteen rebounds, like twelve assists. Oh, I thought it was zero ten and ten. No, he had one a while ago. Zero eight, or maybe it was like eight eighteen or something. All in all, anyway, eighteen rebounds in a game. And the it was kid, fantastic. the kid's a talent. Um, you know, I think uh, Oklahoma really has something special with him. Um, but yeah, so I I think Scotty Barnes is going to 
is going to really pull it out. But Evan Mobley definitely is benefiting from the Cavs record right now. Of course. You know, the Cavs are a better team than the Raptors right now. And uh, I definitely think, and, and same with the Pistons, right? Yep. So I think that's definitely uh, definitely weighting the odds in Evan Mobley's favor. Yeah, and I mean, it's like, if you, it's, it's the same with any award. You know, a, a good player on a bad team isn't going to get an award. No, and I mean, I think that's why Nikola Jokic is not getting the sort of the MVP buzz that he's gotten. Did I just say MVB? MVP. Next week we will... Well, Tim, cut that. Next week we will talk about me saying MVB, the most valuable bee, um, which is the honeybee, I believe, if uh, you know that documentary I saw about the honeybees dying is, is true. That's definitely the, the most important bee. Anyway, uh, so Jokic is not getting MVP buzz like he should be because uh, Denver's just not good. You know, they don't have Jamal Murray. They're, uh, they're just yep. not able to overcome being a, a bad team right now. So, yeah. So, yeah. Voters obviously have a lot of recency bias. Yes. I think name bias as well. I mean, Kid Cunningham, the first overall pick. Yeah. It's, how can you not vote for him? But at the same time, when he's played, he's been incredible. Like, you know, the, the kid's got talent. I just don't think Detroit has enough to support him. No, they don't. Jeremy yeah. Grant's out, right? It's like... Jeremy Grant's out, so he is... Yeah, he's very much just running the show by himself, so... And, I mean, he hasn't even played that much, right? So, yeah. No. I mean, Kate is averaging 15, 6, and 5. Mm-hmm. 26 games played. Yeah, I looked at another uh, site called Hashtag Basketball, where mm-hmm. they actually sort of took each player's measurables, completely disregarded um, team record, any of that, and just the, the actual points, the, their stats. And Evan Mobley still comes out at number one. Where's Franz Wagner? Four. Um, it's better. It's better, right? Or is but, he still four? Yeah, it's four and four. So it's actually four. The, the top four are the exact same. One thing I found interesting, though, was number five is Herbert Jones. So maybe a, maybe a sleeper <laughs> pick. Maybe a, maybe a guy we are not paying enough attention to is, is Herbert Jones. Because uh, according to hashtag basketball, this guy can ball. You know, he's better than Josh Giddy apparently, who I, who I am now enamored with all of a sudden. Um, Much better than Josh Giddy. Mm-hmm. Gotta love. What's his name? J- Jones? Herbert? <laughs> Her- Herbert Jones. What a guy. Her- Herbert Jones. I apologize, Herbert Jones. I'm not making fun of you. You just have an old man's name, and I think it's very Him. interesting. He's on the Pelicans, right? I, I do believe so, yeah. So. Him and Garrett Temple? Yeah, and, um, you know, no Zion, so here comes Herbert Jones to the rescue. Watch out, watch out League. This year's MVP. Herbert Jones. Herbert Jones. Going to gain, gain 200 pounds. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that just shows that sort of, you know, the NBA now is moving towards just it's, – it's a younger league. You know what I mean? But you can't discredit how important, you know, the veteran is to a team. Uh, I think you can to a degree. I mean, when you have these young guys coming out, like Scotty Barnes is 100% leading the Raptors right now in his first year of the league. Yes. But, I mean, how much would you benefit from playing with an experienced power forward? Maybe even someone like Siakam. Who, hey, man, you know, don't let the 
crowd get to you. Don't let the audience get to you. But I don't even think Siakam really knows that. I think I think Barnes is more polished than Siakam. I think he could teach Siakam things. Yeah, I think he's just coming in out of the box so good. Look at a guy like Lamelo Ball. Like he is like like Charlotte's good, and it's it's him and and Miles Bridges. Yeah, you know they they are absolutely running the show there. Like I don't know. I I I I guess based on my eye test alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's it's just a young league now. It's a young man's league. Like the veteran is. They're there. It's like a lot of these hardship signings that we're seeing. You know what I mean? They're just guys that are there to, to take up roster spots and, and make sure the young guys don't get too too high or too low in any moment. You know, like, hey, man, I've been here before. It's, it's cool. Like, what did you say last week about Al Horford? Hey, you young bucks. It made me chuckle. Um, yeah. But, I mean, there there is a degree where, you know, the veterans can't overstep their role. No. But I think it is vital to a young team especially that you have veteran players who have playoff experience you know, you've had slumps, you know, and they can encourage and uplift and improve the team mm-hmm. just based off experience. Yeah, I mean, and I mean I guess there's some value there. Just a quick look here at the average age of some teams. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, the highest average age, I'm sure you can guess who that is, the Lakers. The Lakers, yeah. yeah. With 31 years old as the yeah. average age. Yeah. You see the thing where it was like their average speed. <laughs> they were like they were torching them on TV one night. They were like, "This is their average speed. This is the average amount of distance they cover in a game." And they were like last in everything. It was like, "Oh man." Anyway, sorry. Continue. They, they are too old, I believe. They mm-hmm. can use some young blood. Second in, in, in age, Miami Heat. Really, twenty-eight. I mean, I Point eight years old. Who's next? You ask. The Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. And then the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Then the Nets. Then Golden State. Then Phoenix. Then the Clippers. So, yeah, I mean, I all, guess that, that's... All the, the these top are sort of the, the top elite teams in the league right now. I mean, I guess, yeah, you're kind of throwing that back in my face. So, I mean, it's like... When we look at the... I mean, the Lakers, they're a disappointment this year. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, that's one, one, two, three, four, five, six, like seven considerably, considerably top teams in the league who are over the age, average age of 27. Then you have like the Bulls who are 25 mm-hmm. as an average who are kicking butt. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it could be argued that the Bulls have really found themselves with the addition of veterans like DeRozan and Vucevic who have really exactly. sort of put that team over the top. Um, and I think yeah, at this point, maybe you'd almost consider Levine a veteran, but he still feels like he just came into the league to me. Like, Yeah, he's, he's still like 26, 27, right? Like, mm-hmm. But I mean, I, mean, I would like, counter with, you know, saying that the top end of the NBA, the top flight players, once you reach a certain age, you just can't attain that anymore. You know, I uh, I was looking just at the recent MVPs, right? And so the last 10 years... The oldest MVP tied with, uh, you know, LeBron, Westbrook, Harden, and Harden, sorry. They were all 28. That's the oldest we've had for an MVP in the last 10 years. Obviously, Derrick Rose won it in uh, 22. But, um, yeah, you're looking at Giannis and Jokic as the last two winners of the MVP. Why do I keep saying MBB? Like, what is is the MBB? I don't know, but we're going to find it. 
Um, <laughs> the marginal, the marginal B, B. Anyway, MVP. Giannis wins his first MVP at 24. Second MVP, mm-hmm. 25. Jokic, 25. You know, Giannis right now is the odds-on favorite for the MVP at 27. So how how old can a player really be and be at the top end of the spectrum? I think you're going to see guys like Ja. I mean, hopefully Zion comes back and, and decides I to don't play think, again. I don't think Ja... Like, I I feel an, an injury coming in Ja's, Ja's way here. Like, it's reminds me so much of Derrick Rose. Yeah, and I mean... Well, yeah, but Derrick Rose won an MVP, so... If, and then dropped off immediately oh, after the yeah, injury. You can't, you can't just yeah. He hurt himself. That's that's the greatest what if in in NBA history, in my opinion. But I mean, I see that the same thing with John Morant. It's like sooner or later he's going to get hurt. He yeah. just will. But I think him and a guy like Donovan Mitchell have a very similar game, and Donovan Mitchell has managed to stay relatively healthy. You know, he did have that I don't... one season where he was hurt for three or four months, but for the most part, he is. You know, he has that explosive game. But, I mean, just if you just watch the way John Morant lands mm-hmm. versus the way even Mitchell lands. Yeah. Or when Mitchell actually goes up for a dunk, he knows when to go for a dunk. John mm-hmm. Morant just goes nuts. And it's like at 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, no problem. Then you hit 27, 28, 30, 31. It's like your body can't keep doing that. Yeah, and I mean, it's, not to, it's not a to habit he needs to break LeBron now. Again, but LeBron just has, you know, he's just changed his game, right? Supernatural. Well, yeah, obviously, you no one. There's no other. There's no other. And I mean, there's no other Michael Jordan. There's no other Hakeem Olajuwon. There's no other Will Chamberlain. There's no other Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. All of these top end players, they're they're one. They're the one and only. You know, there's only one Shaq. There's only one Kobe. Yeah. So you know, I don't think it. It's discounting anybody by saying, you know, that they're special and that there's only one of them because, yeah, there's, I mean, obviously there's only one of all of us, but there's players that you can see make comparables. You can't really make comparables for those players other than each other. Yeah. I mean, you have like Michael and Kobe. You have yeah. LeBron and uh, who? Oh, no one. That's right. It's right. <laughs> I mean, maybe Carl Malone a little bit, but, you know, Carl Malone mixed with like Gary Payton. Yeah. You know, he's just, he, he's taken, he doesn't do anything the best, right? But he's so high level at everything that, yeah, he, he's, his greatness can't be discounted. I hate, you know, reading all these things that, you know, everyone's like, oh, LeBron's terrible. No, he's not. He's fantastic. <sighs> and now he's I just sound goat. like one of those guys that's, you know, just loves LeBron, which I do, but that's okay. I'm, I'm okay we, with being one of those guys. But... The love we have for LeBron isn't, you know, unconditional. No, it's, and, it's, and it's I, very I much fun of based him. on how he's played and what he does. We don't just like. There's some LeBron lovers who just love LeBron no matter what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, my, one of my favorite phrases to use just around the house is flopping like LeBron. <laughs> the flop. The flop. You know, I love that. I think that's hilarious. Also, the GM makes me makes me laugh. That's fantastic. Um, cause it's, it's 100% true, but he obviously has special powers <laughs> in, both does. in the league and on the court. Um, but it's, it's hard. I, I don't know how many, how many more years we're going to get to watch him, 
You know what I mean? And he's going to be one of those guys that when he retires, all of a sudden there's going to be all these players that were like, oh, we miss him. It just the league's not going to be the same, you know? It, it won't be the same. But, I mean, it's... I feel like LeBron needs to leave the Lakers. I just know, I don't know what it is. It, just, it feels like he's... To me, him and the Lakers, just, just feels like he's trapped. Yeah. Just It, it doesn't feel right. Well, it's almost it's like, like they've given him too much carte blanche with the team. Yeah. You know, it's like he pretty much gets whatever he wants, and sometimes he shouldn't get whatever he wants, maybe. You know, because he very I, much I just wants to play with his friends. Yep. And not all of his friends are the best players in the NBA anymore. Like we no, said, you know, if, if we are moving to a younger league, like LeBron's going to have to play with some younger players if he wants to actually compete for a championship at some point. I mean, why couldn't he get Chris Paul instead of Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony? Because <laughs> Chris Paul's too good. You know, Phoenix wants him. Because Phoenix has surrounded Chris Paul with a bunch of young players that can play, you know? He just facilitates and leads and plays good defense. He doesn't have to be the guy anymore. Yeah, but I mean, Chris Paul and OKC was a great year. Yeah, and I mean, same thing, right? He He's just a, he's a good leader. So I guess that, that that is some some argument for for veteran leadership and how valuable it is because he took that team and made them good. He taught SGA how to play ball, and you know, mm-hmm. obviously he's been hurt, but when he plays, he he balls out, man. He's he's he does. He's the new pride of Canada, I think. You know, Wiggins is very much uh, in in the rear view. That being said, though, Wiggins is also balling out this year. So, oh Canada, but let's, I mean, let's go. He, he's he's never going to be looked at as great. Just because of the expectation that's always been on his head since day one. First, once you're a first overall pick, it doesn't matter. You're always going to be a bust unless you're an all-star. Yeah, and I think the the Maple Jordan thing really hurt him. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And I think it's just... That's sort of our problem as Canadian NBA fans. Is we don't have anybody. You know what I mean? Like, we're willing to yeah. latch on to the smallest guy. Like, I remember when Chris Boucher was a big deal because he was you know, <laughs> on a championship team. He didn't really do much for the championship team, but he was mm-hmm. on the team. It's he was, oh, the pride of Canada, Chris Boucher. Like, that, that guy could probably, like, just, like, not eat. No, not eat. He could not eat for the rest <laughs> of his life was what I was going to say. <laughs> That'd be amazing. What a national treasure Chris Boucher is. Dude doesn't even have to eat. Doesn't have to eat at all. Doesn't have to eat. Doesn't have to sleep. Uh, just plays Maybe basketball. Maybe that's why he's not playing so well this year. He's what I was going to say is that dude could probably eat free for life if he just, like, never left Montreal. Yeah. You know? Uh, we as Canadian fans, I think, are just... They, we need somebody to latch on to. It was Steve Nash forever. You know, Steve Nash, even though he wouldn't really compete for Canada... Um, we was like, oh, yeah, we love Steve Nash. We love Steve Nash. He's yep. the best. Do you know Steve Nash completed the beep test? Did you ever do the beep test in gym yes. class? Yeah, so it's like, like he completed it. There's like 27 levels. And he just like completed it. The like, dude was an absolute like how, animal. Like how long ago was this? This, this is like, recent? Oh, no, or? no. This is like, I, I remember <laughs> hearing about this when I was in high school. And this had okay. been, you know, this was like when he was first coming into the league. Or this might have even been when he was playing soccer when he was younger. Yeah. But yeah, he, you know, that was like a, a big claim to fame of my gym teacher, which I am just now realizing I never, ever verified at all. So this could just be a lie, like 100%. I could just be lying to people like my gym teacher lied to me, but I, it just seems so plausible, you know? It does. 
I, mean, I had friends who would do 15, 16, and yeah. then tap out. Yeah. I was like, why are we still here, man? Like, yeah. I need to tap out at four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think the best I ever did was, like, eight, like, seven or eight. And that was yeah, when I was, that, like, playing rugby and, like, really the strategy. working out all the time. I just, like, I have asthma and bad knees. The strategy was do really bad at the beginning of the year and then do your best at the end. So, like, wow, you've improved so much. Yeah, but really bad to my best it's not much of a leap. That's true. You know, if you're getting a six. <laughs> three to three and a half. Yeah, three to three and a half or a four to a four and a half is not, is not much. Like, I remember we had this kid. He was much bigger than me. You know, he was probably like 325 pounds. But I was an asthmatic and he wasn't. And like he, well, would, just, he would just make me look like the most out of shape piece of garbage in the world. When this 325-pound kid could just destroy me in the beep test. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out Chris Green. Uh, dude uh, tore my, partially tore my Achilles tendon because uh, he was my wrestling partner. Because he was the biggest guy, but I was the second biggest guy at like 90 pounds lighter. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he fell on me and that was the end of my wrestling career. So anyway. Um, <laughs> so. Steve Nash, I, uh, Canadian basketball. I, I, um, I, had to look, I had to look it up. Yeah. Steve Nash ranks third in the whole world in beep test. There you go. And it's at 17. 17, so not 27. No, 17. 17, so that's that's impressive. It's very impressive. Um, and do, do we have a year on that? Uh, it's when he's with the Mavericks. Okay, so like when he was first coming into the league. Yep, so all it says is Steve Nash, third, 17, basketball, Mavericks. Hmm. <laughs> that's all I got. That's all I got. Well, there you go. So my gym so teacher yeah, did not lie. Tie for third. Did not lie. He did not lie. He was telling me the truth, and I have not been lying to anyone ever in my life. I've never told a lie. Um, never. So. That is that, in, that ends the podcast. <laughs> I've never Thanks told a lie. That ends our podcast. Um, but no, I think uh, I thought we could do a little... Uh, after During the break, I had a thought. Um, and after I predicted Lance Stevenson correctly... Uh, going to Indiana, I thought it would be fun if maybe we could predict the next hardship signings. I thought that would be that would be fun. So I have two here. I'll give you a second to uh, yeah to think of one. While, while oh, you have your two. Wow, that, that's that's I, I quick. Have my two. That's that's impressive. It's almost like we planned it. It's um, almost like we planned it all out. So my first, I think, is plausible, but it, it, I, I'll, I'll tell you right now that the two that I picked are not maybe the most plausible, but they're the ones that would make me the most happy. Okay. So, and, and I mean, in a world where our hardship, our hardship signings are not really playing, right? They're, they're sitting on the end of the bench with the, ex- with the exception of maybe Bismack Biombo. Uh, he playing he, big minutes? He, well, he just got signed to Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, he's still 29 and he only was a free agent still because he took some time off after the death of his father. Okay. So I think that's a guy who could come back. Obviously, has has a little bit to prove, um, and and could really contribute for Phoenix down the stretch, much like he did for Toronto during that uh, during that playoff now, run. Yes, I know that my dad loved Bismack Biombo. Oh yeah, favorite all time player. <laughs> that the seems best. like a weird choice, but okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He doesn't watch much, much basketball, but okay. I mean, he loves Bismack Biombo, man. Yeah, Bismack Biombo's playing. He's watching. Well, I mean, you're best, probably best free throws be hyped ever. then, because yeah, and, and he's back. It, he's back. They signed him to a ten-day contract, but you know, Woj stated that uh, 
you know, sort of internally he's heard that it, it could be a much longer stay than just a 10 day. They just want to make sure that, you know, things are going to run well with the, with the team and everything. Yep. But, um, anyway, my first that I'd like to see is Vince Carter. <laughs> I want to see the Raptors sign Vince Carter. I want him to sit down at the end of the bench and just tell stories. That's all I want. I want, I want uncle Vince with a big old uncle beard. Vince. He can even wear like that old Memphis Grizzlies jersey if you want. It's like, I don't care. Whatever just he wants at the bench and just yeah. just just tell stories. Just tell stories of the good old days of when the Raptors were really bad, and how like this team's still better than those teams. You know, so like you know, hope is hope is on the horizon. It's gonna be okay. All of a sudden, everybody leaves and joins the Nets, <laughs> including Vince Carter. <laughs> including Vince Carter, <laughs> request a trade. <laughs> Get me out of here. Getting a 10-day contract and requesting a trade. Like, Demand what kind of, a trade. What kind of balls would you have to have? Like, oh, thank you so much for signing me. And then like two days later, hey, so I don't yeah, like I want, you here. I want out of here. I want out of here. Trade me. I'm not going to play again. No. Oh, oh, and I okay. want to go to a contender. Okay, bye. <laughs> have fun back in the G can, League. Can you even trade 10-day contracts? I don't think so. It's like, uh, I don't know. Probably you can. Probably for another 10-day contract. Trade me for Joe Johnson. <laughs> Greg Odin. Greg Monroe. <laughs> Greg Odin. Greg Odin. <laughs> the Toronto Raptors to advance Carter for to Greg Israel's Odin. national basketball team for Greg Odin. <laughs> no, what's the university? This head co- Vince Carter is now the head coach at like Ohio University or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know, man. Uh, anyway, so so who who do you think would, is your your pick? You know, because obviously that that's a little bit ridiculous, but it would make me really happy to to see Vince Carter. Yes, my my pick is Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Okay, yeah, that that seems pretty plausible. I mean, he's never been a great three point shooter. No, but I mean, he's still twenty seven years old. Yeah, and one day, happy birthday yesterday. Oh, apparently, happy birthday, third of January. Good, good, for, good for Ronda Jolly, Honda, 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 Honda. Just Honda. stop talking, man. Ronda, Ronda, Honda, Jefferson. I hear that he was the MVB of the... the Ronda, Honda, of, Jefferson was the MVB of the league. Him and Vince Carter. I apologize, guys. I'm not drunk. Uh, it's just, yeah, I'm tired. I don't know. I've been drinking coffee all day, and it's just not... I don't know if it's too much coffee now that my brain is actually running faster than my mouth can keep up with or if just the coffee has not been enough. But either way, Ronda Honda Jefferson for MBB. Yes. So last year he played with Portland. Okay. And, I mean, 11 games. Mm-hmm. Two points, uh, one assist, two rebounds. Not great. Bad shooting. But just great defense, though, and he's still young. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's there's a team that could just ch- take a chance on him. Someone like... You know, Phoenix, who maybe could use another defensive small forward, throw them in their rotation sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, someone maybe like Milwaukee or the Lakers, right? Yep. The, the Raptors, come back to Toronto. Come back to Toronto. I mean, he he didn't do anything spectacular, but he, he played good minutes. He gave us good minutes. No. He's, like not, sol- he's not a scorer. He just plays good defense, you know? Yeah, he's, I mean, like, he's like Trevor Ariza or like Jay Crowder with like very little offensive upside. Or like mm-hmm. a worse version of Tony Allen. You know, like a not much, not a elite, yeah, not elite uh, defender, but a decent enough defender. Mm-hmm. That uh, yeah, he can stay on the floor. He can. If you're a team that has offense figured out, 
and you're just looking for a guy who's going to come out and play and not give up too many points, I could see Ronda Honda Jefferson getting as a, MBB uh, as MBB of the league. Um, and Sandman. Him and Sandman should make a movie together. Actually, I heard the Ronda Honda Jefferson uh, biopic is going to star Sandman. So I thought Ooh. that. Yeah, I'm actually really excited about that. I, I'm surprised I, I, that didn't uh, actually pop into my head the moment you brought him up. But yeah. Yeah, it's gonna start Sandman. I, you know, I get uh, I get a lot of inside information about that stuff. So like, you won't you won't yes. read anything yes. about it. Um, it may get canned. I don't know. It, it, they're they're still focus grouping it right now. But yeah, I've, I've just you. I understand that focus group. Sandman is attached. That's all I'm saying. So that's all. That's all you can tell us. That's all. I, that's all I can say. Uh, that's all I've been told. He's attached. Sandman is attached to the Ronda Honda Jefferson biopic. Okay, so who's your, <laughs> who's your second pick here? Um, again, uh, not really like, yeah, I'm just done with the editorializing. AI, come back to the league, baby. I love you. What are you, like 50? I don't care. Come back. Come back. You can play. Just somebody, somebody bring Allen Iverson back. Oh, Philadelphia could bring back <laughs> Allen Iverson, and then they don't need Ben Simmons anymore. Alan Iverson decides to sit out. <laughs> Trade me. For Vince Carter. <laughs> Trade me for Vince Carter. One for one. But yeah, obviously Alan Iverson's not coming back to the league. He's like, what, one of the owners of the big three league? But yeah. I, I just, I, I love him. He was, you know, one of those guys that when I was a kid made me fall in love with basketball. And I want to see him. You know, he was a normal-sized guy. And he mm-hmm. just was amazing. What was it Kobe said? Like, you know, thank God that Allen Iverson was in 6'5". 6'6", six, six, yeah. Yeah, 6'6". Six, six. Same height as Rest Kobe. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Kobe. R.I.P. Kobe. My next pick is, um, it's it's not as far out there as Allen Iverson, but it's yeah. kind of far out there. Okay. It's uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I can see it. You still got good minutes. <laughs> So mad LeBron James was doing the, the big ball celebration. He's going to yeah. come out now and skyhook on him. He's going to make sure LeBron doesn't pass him in points. Yes. He's going to go play till LeBron retires. Now, my actual pick is yes. Michael Perry James. Who is Michael Perry James? <laughs> it's Mike James. Who's that? Just... <laughs> <laughs> He's a real player, man. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> okay, tell me about Michael Perry James, please. Michael Perry James played 30 games for the Nets last year as a okay. point guard. Okay. Oh, no, 13 games. He's 30 years old. 13 okay. games. 13 games. He put up seven. He played put up eight, 30 eight, games eight, at 13 years old? <laughs> He's 13 years old. He's so good, man. He played 30 games. And Antonio Brown sold him a fake ID. <laughs> fake vaccination <Yeah>. card. <laughs> Look, guys, I'm 18. So, eight points, yeah. four assists, two and a half rebounds, 0.5 steals, 77% from the free throw line. Okay. Uh, f- He was 35 from three. Mm-hmm. And about 37% from the field. So, I mean, he's a guy who I think can still get a job. Seven yeah. points, like eight points. Like, it's someone that can... I mean, that's on how many minutes? That's an 18 minutes a game. Not great. Cut that in half. 
Give him nine minutes, ten minutes a give game. Him nine, ten minutes a game. Give him, give him he, three minutes a game, like it's two K. Give him, give him three minutes a game. Make your starters play forty three. Yes. <laughs> yes, and they're all tired. Losing the playoffs because everybody's so tired. Yes. So Michael Perry James. Yeah. <laughs> he Favorite shoots player. right. He shoots right-handed. That's interesting. Yes. That's an and interesting. He's born. Fact. He's born August eighteenth. Wow, that's also an interesting fact about Michael Perry James. Okay. His uh, college is so Lamar. I think. Oh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> What's Lamar? I'm Lamar assuming college? it's a college. Do you know Tony Dwayne Harris? He retired in 1995. What a guy. Played for Boston. He, he, he could come back to the league. What a guy. He's only 54. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're getting a little uh, a little off track here. Um, I think we're getting close to wrapping up, but I would like to bring up, I think, uh, my game of the week this week. Uh, I think the uh, not. I think I know. Uh, Friday night, the Nets play the Bucks. I think that's a game that is Ooh. going to be really good, uh, and I will definitely have my eye on it. Do you have a game of the week this week? I mean. It's it's a, maybe a bit off, but it's the Bucks and the Hornets Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I mean, second. I mean, the Bucks are are the Bucks. The Bucks are the Bucks. I think Charlotte has a. They have a young, dynamic team, like we talked about mm-hmm. earlier in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lamelo, Miles Bridges. Yeah, you know, and, and Mason Plumlee's been playing really well. Yep. My other pick actually is the Knicks and the Celtics, two teams that have been struggling a bit. Yeah, that was another game that I think I'll, I'll definitely be, be keeping an eye on. Because, again, yeah, you, you kind of want to see what both teams are made of, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Bucks, Charlotte, Knicks, Celtics. Yeah, and I think I think that, that Bucks-Nets game is going to be is gonna be fiery. It will be, for sure. Also, 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 I will have my eye on the Golden State Warriors because Klay Thompson is supposed to be returning this week. So I will obviously be keeping an eye out to see see what he can do. Hopefully, we, he is the clay that we've we all have come to know and love. And it's weird for me as a fan that I am now rooting for Golden State. Yeah, because uh, like I definitely was like, I hate those guys when they had Kevin Durant, and you know. But then the Raptors got hurt because they got hurt, and then I almost a like comeback felt bad. series. Yeah, and, and now we, it's like the, the comeback kids. Yeah, that was so rough. Like, that was so rough. I was at home watching it, obviously, but I didn't I clap. I was like, no, 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 no guys, me either, me either, don't do either. that. <laughs> I didn't clap. I would never clap for an injury of another player. The only time no. I'm cool with injuries is in games. That time I'll get hyped. I'll be like, yeah, take them out. Let's go. I'm going to break your legs off. But uh, in real life, I don't like seeing okay. you know anybody get hurt. Um, yeah, but I think that uh, that pretty much wraps it up here. I, I don't know if you have any more thoughts, but uh, that's that's no. about it. I'm tapped. So I'm excited to see Michael Perry. Michael Perry James. Uh, I will uh, I will be checking out the Serenity Spa. I think this weekend. Uh, I've been given a couple gift certificates, so. And I'll I'm be heading down to down uh, Uncle Jeremy's Hot Dog Emporium. Yeah, Uncle Jeremy's Hot Dog Emporium. Uh, shout out them again. I mean, we've we've given them business but i guess uh if they're the only ones still active with let's let's throw them a little bit more business yeah go i'll, I'll go down there i'll grab a dog too maybe i'll maybe i'll see you down there yeah sounds good all right well uh talk to you later see you next week yeah. peace, peace. Deuces.